we want St. Louis, or not even St. Louis, the Midwest to just be a hub for culinary. A lot of times you see a lot of trending stuff in the East Coast and West Coast, and it comes to the Midwest. Mm -hmm. We want to switch that directional. We wanted to make it where everything that is new and trendy is coming from the Midwest going to the East and West Coast. We're really working on some really unique projects, and Braddon included is a part of these, um, because we're just about creating experiences for St. Louis, for people to go out, have fun with friends and family, and really make this not only a great destination for St. Louisans, mm. but also a tourist destination. If you love community festivals, the symphony, getting spooked, and looking to try a new restaurant, well, we have you covered this week on Opecast. Welcome to Opecast. I'm Braden. And I'm Carly. And uh, Carly, it's great to have you back in the studio. Well, thank you so much. How you been? Um, good. How are you? Great. How's uh How's life been been treating you the last few weeks? Um, we may release a, a segment for people to listen on some of the stuff she's been doing, but in case we don't, what what have you been filling your time with? Okay. Um, well, my pepper, I was growing a pepper that I got earlier this summer and I was watering it like crazy and like taking care of it like I was supposed to. And then it just wasn't doing anything. It was just getting taller. And then I ignored it for like two months. And then the other day I was like, oh, I need to check on this guy. And it grew a pepper finally, a little poblano pepper. So I'm just really excited about that in my life. Um, and that's, uh, mainly it. Just one pepper. Um, and then I think some just like little babies are growing like on the top top, but like I'm not trying to get my hopes up, but for sure there's like one guy that's like three inches long that um, I have a lot of hope for and I don't know what I'm going to make with him yet, but that's the big, Biggest that's the thing. big exciting news in my life. What about you? Uh, what has the, been the biggest exciting thing? Dang, there's something I really want to tell everybody about that I'll tell them November 1st. Okay. But besides that, Lutopia is open. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's open now. So people can go check it out. So I'm, I, I've been working with Javen on that. Uh, it's his vision of a futuristic St. Louis that, you know, is very attainable, sustainable, and fun and community oriented. Um, and obviously people that are listening to this has listened to that before, but been working on that. And then something that I'll announce November 1st, maybe I should announce it on the podcast. I will, what is it? You'll find out after the commercial oh. break. Psych, we do not have sponsors. How is Rated TK? Oh, Rated, yes. Uh, really good. So really good experience in downtown St. Louis. You'll forget you're even in St. Louis. Like you'll park your car, you start looking at these buildings you've never looked at. You're like, wow, where am I? And then you walk in, you're greeted, like excellent customer service. Um, I like how intimate it feels. The The food was really good, like... Um, I went there, we had a, a, a test. What was it? I said test, um, a tasting. So we had four of the, the items, I think four of the seven courses. Now they're offering a brunch, but the food there is phenomenal. Uh, you get to actually watch them like prepare it in front of you. The drinks are really good. Um, I highly recommend people to try it. Like it's, and there was like, um, it was like myself, some other foodies there, some like food critics and everyone's just like, okay, this place is good. You got to try it. But yeah, now that they have brunch now, I'm like, I got to go back. Mm -hmm. And I just went three weeks ago. Amazing. Okay, cool. So you got to try that. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, uh, now that we've talked about adding some spice in your life with peppers and we talked about food, 
we kings of king of transitions here yeah we're gonna talk about grow fest over the last 17 years grow fest has brought thousands of people into the grove neighborhood right there on manchester now each year the festival takes place the first weekend of october and now this event is free it's for the whole family which is awesome and it's packed with lots of fun so obviously you know it's st louis so we're gonna have some good food we're gonna have live music per, all kinds of performers i saw street performers so i'm kind of curious what that's going to be and then this year they have big frida headlining the stage and manny fret 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 fresh Maybe. Sorry, I had to. Uh, he's going to be out there DJing. But uh, in addition to that, you're going to have some of St. Louis talent. You're going to have BB out there, DJ Nico, and much more that will be part of that. For more information on the event, because it's from 3 to 11, I believe 3 to 11 or 3 to 10, but you can find out more at thegrovestl.com. And Carly, um, do you know who Manny Fresh is? Am I supposed to know who Manny Fresh is? I, I, so I was thinking, I know who Manny Fresh is because I used to listen to Big Timers when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. And then when I said Manny Fret, 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 Fresh. I know that sounds familiar. So like I know Manny Fresh from my youth, but like I wouldn't oh. be like, oh yeah, totally. Like I got to go see Manny. Manny Fresh. Yeah, like he, ooh. What if he had like a scent? Like what if he had Manny Fresh colognes? Or candles. You should talk about um, that collab with him at um, at at the, at the, at the event, fest. at the function. I'll hold up a hold up a candle. Yeah. Like instead of a, a flashlight, it's a candle. It like sounds, old times. It sounds like um, what I wanted to proposition to Kevin Durant. I, I wanted to be like, you know what? You should start making your own deodorant line, and they'd be called Dio Durant. Similar concept we can still do it under the Oakcast umbrella. Yes, and we're going to send this to Durant's people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, when you go to functions, um, you need um, deodorant, and <laughs> especially when you're going to the symphony. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of symphonies, the St. Louis Symphony just came out with their 23-24 um, season. And it's going to be a little bit different this year because it's not going to be happening at Powell Hall. It's going to be happening at um, Stiefel Theater because Powell Hall is going to be under construction this year. They're going to be expanding and just doing some fun things. So, But Stiefel Theater is absolutely gorgeous. I've been to a wedding there. It's going to be amazing. Um, but it's going to be cool this year because they're going to have concerts with Mozart and Beethoven, like not the actual, like <laughs> not, not actually like the dead Mozart man and Beethoven. Like the there's going to be, they're going to be playing Mozart and they're going to be playing Beethoven. And then they're going to do soundtracks to some of your favorite movies, like uh, the nightmare before Christmas and home alone. And what are some of these other ones? Encanto, star Wars, back to the future. So fun. Have you been any of those when they do the, um, the, the soundtracks yeah I did, do they uh, play the do they play the movie in the background yeah it's awesome <gasps> i highly recommend it that was like my introduction into seeing that outside of oh like, my gosh like I, I saw it's not the nightmare before that's coming here um what's a christmas carol love that's not well i don't see i, I don't oh that was like, la, like yeah that's last um that's not in the coming season so do not plan that he doesn't he knows not what he's doing um, but they're also going to host perennial favorites like Gospel Christmas, New Year Celebration, and so much more. You guys, this is the, the St. Louis Symphony. If you just like want to feel super fancy for a night, um, absolutely the thing to do. And then you can knock a few bucks if you want to after. But 
they serve alcohol there and they have like little like to-go wine coolers too and i still have mine from a couple years ago when i went around christmas time it's just so nice i love it so much and you can get more information at slso.org yeah and so um i really want to see nightmare before christmas i love that movie I think that'd be a really fun one to go to the symphony for. Or Home Alone too, though. I I mean, I, I think all of them yeah. would be truly, truly amazing. But like, just the the music. Um, the, what's this? What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up! Just like the the. I just. I I, I love that. Movie. I'd go to any. You know what? Who? What, if you want to take me, call me, DM me. Um, but only if you're like cool, and we'll go to the symphony. Do you need tickets? Oh yeah, I do. Do you have do you have a symphony plug? Damn it. Brandon! <laughs> Jason, edit this part out. No. <laughs> well, uh, you know, going, you know, talking about Nightmare Before Christmas had me thinking about spooky season and all. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the Darkness Haunted House because they're celebrating their 30th year here in St. Louis, which is a huge accomplishment for haunt lovers or just people that like to get spooked. So this year, they well, what they always do is they go over a big, massive renovation um, because right after the season ends, the first weekend of November, they have a big trade show in March. So they change up the whole place. Now, I feel kind of goofy reading this. Um, I don't know if the algorithm's going to pick it up and be in my podcast or our podcast. Uh, this year will include a deadly dollhouse, a deadly greenhouse, and serial killer's lair. Now, they also have an escape room and mini golf next door, which you can book, and they're super awesome. And you, for more information on that and to see their hours, like when they're open, it's going to be thedarkness.com. So hopefully we don't get banned for saying those things. Wait, why would we? I don't know. Oh, no, there's, I, I forgot true crime and stuff is like really popular. So maybe we wouldn't get banned. Why would we get banned for you talking about um, like dollhouses? Because it's deadly. Okay. I'd, Have you been to the darkness before? Story time. I used to work at the darkness in high school. Oh my God. Spooky. Okay. Question. So many questions yeah. because I, I don't want to go there. I don't think I ever will. I'm like I told you earlier, like I'm slowly dipping my toe into the spooky world. Yep. Okay. Um, are they allowed to touch you or you have to sign a waiver for them to be able to touch you? So they don't touch you. But nowadays with all the animatronics, like they have stuff that'll shoot out at you and you actually get hit. <sighs> like okay. it's, it, it, it's scary. Like me, I know where I can see where all the stuff is or I know when things are going to jump out at you. Okay. But they have like 60 actors. And then they have like probably a hundred animatronics that are going to move as you go. Okay. So it's. Do they have like an ambulance on site in case I or anybody else like passes out or like has like heart palpitations or needs a defibrillator or something similar? I think they'll have that there, a defibrillator. When it comes to the ambulance, I think, you know, standard St. Louis city protocols. I don't like that answer. <laughs> I don't Call like. 911. I don't like that answer. But it's like when you when you walk in, you re, you read the waiver. But okay. um, I will say this, in, in my opinion. So you also have Creepy World, and you also have Limp Mansion or Limp Brewery. Limp Brewery is the scariest because you're like three stories underground. Oh, is it? Yeah, I, I worked there one time too. Why did you work at all these spooky places? I was in high school. It was like, you know, you work a weekend got paid you know i think it was like 120 bucks for the night or something oh okay that's not bad and then paid for prom and homecoming okay and stuff okay so and, and there weren't really like many 
requirements is just scare people. Is there an age requirement to go to the dark? Is it like 18? I think it's like 13. Oh. I think. Okay. But it's like, yeah, uh, Creepy World's the longest, and it's awesome. I love that one. That's perfect for a date night. The darkness is like you're literally walking through Hollywood sets. Like, that's what I love about it. It's like literally the the scary stuff you were talking about. It's like you're walking through that, each scene. And then Let Me Enter, I will, I will not go back there. Really? No, that one's scary. That's for real scary. Like, it it's scary. You're three st stories underground and like a bunch of concrete. That's like the only one that I was like considering going all. to. <gasps> no. Oh my gosh. But then the, my only thought was like, I don't want any of the spirits to like follow me home to me and my dog and like hang out with us at home. No. While you're snuggling. Rotting. Wa on the couch. Rotting, watching American yeah. crime. True story. You, they're not welcome <laughs> in my home. Oh my gosh. Okay. I have so much thinking to do about my toe, toe dipping spooky in the, in the spooky but you know what if you don't have an appetite for spookiness carly has an something to fill your appetite with uh what, what's, what's the name of the restaurant okay sato. sato oh my gosh nick bognar is a brilliant brilliant man um it's the same chef and owner as indo and nipante which r.i.p closed down because because they opened sato it's not because like health department or like COVID or anything. They just like, we're just like, Hey, this, we're moving on with our lives. Anyway, that's enough of that. Um, Sato's amazing. They just recently opened a few months ago, I guess. Yep. Um, Asian food, yep. sushi. It's the best of Nippon Thai and Indo, I would say. I agree. Um, yes. And they recently started this whole social hour thing from four to six and everything on the menu Everything on the social hour menu is going to be between five and ten dollars. Um, they've got like wagyu, maki, nigiri. That's not on the. That's not on the um, on social hour special. menu. I'm, right. We're done with the social. We're done talking about the social hour menu. We're just talking about sato in general. In general, it's amazing. Um, oh my gosh, they have a veggie roll. It's actually so insanely good, and it has, like, asparagus and apple and pickles in it. And I'm like, what is this? I need to try it. And it's so good, and I'm probably going to get it, like, every time. Like, in addition to all the other delicious things I'm going to get. But, like, I've never heard of that combination of... Um, of fish. Of, 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 there's no fish in the veggie or, roll. Oh, well, my God. But yeah, it's just right. so, yeah. so, so good. And then the Isan Hamachi, that's something that they had at Indo, and they have it here, too. And it's delicious. Um Wagyu, I've never eaten human meat before, but like whenever I see Wagyu on, on a menu, I'm like, I have to eat this because people talk about how good it is. Yeah. And I just can only imagine that that's what like human meat would taste like. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like not, not the human meat. No, no, no. Who said that? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, no, Wagyu, Wagyu's I, I didn't try theirs though. I need to try it because it's like, so good. Well, you just said you don't eat. eat no, I eat wagyu. I don't eat human meat. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. How, and many, how many times have you been to Sato? Like a lot, like five. And I go uh, anytime I can because my friends know me as being like obsessed with um, Indo and Sato and Nick in general. So it's good food. Oh my god! And their tempura. I almost forgot about the tempura. It's so good. It's only like $5. Um, not that like price is anything because if you have to ask, you can't afford it. That's Isn't that what people say? I don't know. 
But yeah. Jesus, Louises. No, I act. Uh, because sometimes you just like, eh, I'm kind of feeling like $25 for a <laughs> meal, right? Um, I guess so. But like, you can make it work here. Yeah. Um, I just, oh, and they have the, um, uh, the, the, the cocktail with the lollipop in it. Not Ooh, the Kinshobi. Not, that's not the name of it. It's something similar to that. Just be like, oh, and they make the lollipops there. It's like a tequila-based drink, and I'm not even like a tequila girly, but... It was that, like, your life. It's just amazing. I get it, like, every time, because I'm just like, look at me with my cute little lollipop. Ooh, so, so, so cute. Um, now, how can people, if they want to visit, because obviously it's a hot restaurant. Oh, yeah, shout out to their beverage director, Kira Webster, um, also. It. Yeah, just literally nailing it on the wall with the 95 theses. You know what I mean? Um, visit Sado, S-T-L.com, that's S-A-D-O. And I have one more thing to say about Sato. What? They by far have the best playlist I've ever. Oh my god! Like experience. Banger after banger, you know what I mean? Yeah, like we're like um, Carlton is not unusual, and then they like go into like it's it, it's just such a great playlist. So I don't think I think Nick's too busy to even watch this, but if he listens, seriously, mm. best playlist. In mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Keep serving that human meat, boy. So good. Now that you have a list of places to try, we brought on our local bestie, Amber, to let you all know what you can do this weekend. So, Amber, what's going on? How are things treating you? Hey, good. How are you? Good, good. So, uh, obviously, there's just so much to do here in St. Louis. What can people look forward to? Yeah, we're getting into the fall uh, season pretty heavy. We're kicking off the weekend at Food Truck Friday at Tower Grove Park. Any weekend that starts with Food Truck Friday, I swear, is busier than any other weekend, and that's fine. Um, and then we have Harvest Festival the next day, also in Tower Grove Park. Next to Tower Grove Park in the historic Shaw neighborhood is the Art Festival, or the Art Fair. They do it every year, and it's usually a pretty big deal, so I think it would be pretty fun. And then uh, Grove Fest is that night over in the Grove. And I hear that's a huge party. I don't think I've been yet. Have you? I went last year for about 20 minutes after a Cardinals game. And it was, it was a lot of fun. I, wish, I was like, dang, I need to go next year. But I'm out of time. Well, I was going to say, now's your chance. Um, there's also the Italian Heritage Festival over on the hill. So you know it's going to be legit especially if it's on the hill. Um, and then if you're looking for things outside of the immediate Tower Grove era, area, because everything is happening there this weekend, um, there's a Witches on Main Street, which I'm not really sure what that entails, but it's out in St. Charles. A lot of people are talking about it. So I guess if you're into Halloween stuff, that's for you. And then the Florissant Fall Festival up in Florissant. Wow. Uh, the Witches Festival. I don't know. When I hear witches, I just think of Hocus Pocus. So I wonder if they'll that's like, fair. if they're going to be like, I'll put a spell on you. Like, I wonder <laughs> if, I wonder if that's going to be the thing, but, uh, which one are you going to be doing this weekend? Ooh, it's like one of those weekends where I have FOMO over everything. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to go to all of them Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then probably make it to two. Um, definitely food truck Friday. Um, love the harvest festival. And then I really want to go to the art fair. Well, and maybe the Italian festival. The Italian, I, is that, I, I would assume food. Like, oh, there has to be Italian to food. Be food. I would assume music. Maybe we should have looked into this more. <laughs> well, yeah, like, I <laughs> we mean, have a lot of assumptions. Are we going to get, like, Frank Sinatra covers and stuff? Like, that would be 
Though I love Frank Sinatra. That would be so fun. Because like you go to Soulard, you get the New Orleans, you get the the blues. So I yeah. wonder if if the Hill did something, you get some, you know, Frank Sinatra. He's Italian, I think. Maybe. It, I, I, <laughs> I live by an no Italian idea. restaurant. They always play. When the hey Siri. <laughs> yeah, hey Siri, right? Uh, but yeah, so for a full list, you all can check out Amber's Instagram page at local.bestie or for everything we discuss on this week's podcast, it's at Opecast the pod. See you next week. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a perfect transition into Foodie Friday, where this week I caught up with so-and-so who puts on uh, Paint Louis. He's a performer here in St. Louis. So let's see what he had to say. It's Foodie Friday, and today I'm here with so-and-so of Midwest Avengers in Paint Louis. And so, so-and-so, when yeah, you're yeah. not performing around the city uh -huh. and you're not beautifying the city through art, yeah. where are some places that you like checking out? Oh, man, some of my favorite spots to eat in St. Louis. Um, I would say, let me start with uh, have a cow. You know, it's, I love breakfast. I can eat it any time of the day, morning, noon, night. Uh, but I love to go there during brunch hours. And, you know, I might even slide through with my mom. What's up, mom? But uh, anyway, yeah, go down and eat some good food. You know, it tastes wonderful. <laughs> very, very uh, heaping amount of food for me, yeah. uh, which I uh, always could appreciate, you oh, know, sure. but it's awesome. I love it. Um, another spot I frequent, uh, let me say to get down when I want to go get something to drink and kick back with the homies or something or have a nice little trivia night. I go down to hash up, mash up down at the get down and uh, uh, right off there off of Vandaventure in the Grove and, uh, you know, have me some nice drinks and good food and just enjoy those moments and have fun and kick back with the homies, you know? Yeah. Um, another spot I like to frequent, um, I have to say, would be uh, Trops. I get an urge every once in a while for a frozen drink, you know, something a little, little bit of alcohol in there. Just, just keep me going. Something a little fruity, something that's tasteful. So I might slide down there, down the street and uh, hit up Trops down in the Grove. You know what I'm saying? Stay tropical. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I have to say also lately I've been, um, I've been rocking with this collective of uh, chefs called the Table STL. Okay. Um, going to their functions, they have brunches and um, dinners and stuff like that, private dinners, and I really enjoy the food. Like, the food is magnificent. Like, probably one of the best meals I've had all year. Um, no bullshit. Well, <laughs> but, you know, uh, let me see another spot. You know what? You know, I'm on the south side, you know, so I had to slide over to Caribbean Delight. It's right off of, like, Grand and Gravoy. You know, so I only go after like 7 p.m. Though I had to holler at Miss Chris. You know, Miss Chris, she's the one that's, man, that kitchen, she be having to jump in, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. give me a little extra cabbage for my jerk chicken and it's on. And I love that little sauce. That It might be a little spicy for some, but I like spicy food. So I have to do it. So after 7. Now, how can people follow you and everything that you're doing? Oh, uh, yeah. You can hit me up on all social medias. Uh, you can at me at ESSO314. So that's SO314 right here in Southside St. Louis. Well, awesome. Well, we appreciate your time. Appreciate you. And for a full list of so-and-so's restaurant lists, you can check out at STL Bucket List on Instagram or at Oakcast the Pod. This week, I sat down with celebrity chef Juwan Rice to talk a little bit about his inspiration behind food, rated test kitchen, and some of the other projects that he has going on for him. So let's check it out. It's Brad and STL, and today on Opcast, I have Chef JR. Now, you may know him from JR's Gourmet. He's been on TV shows, front cover, a lot of magazines. Uh, you open up a restaurant, and people just see you everywhere. Yeah. 
And I'm, so, it's like I'm everywhere and nowhere at the same time. That is true. Like, you end up in a magazine and it's like, what is this guy talking about now? Yeah. Like, what I'll be in an event way? and be like, oh, there goes JR. And then be like, oh, wait, where'd JR go? Yeah. It's like, like I'm everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's why the food's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dude. So, uh, welcome on Opecast. Yeah, Thanks, bro. Thanks for having me, man. Dude. So, what do you think of our spot? This is dope. You know, I really wish this fireplace, it's, it's so hot outside right now, bro, that yeah. like looking at a fireplace right now, it's like, I just want to take it out the wall. But like, just open shout up out the to window. the humidity, like the humidity. humidity. I can imagine how the people were at the concert yesterday. Oh yeah. So uh, this will come out in a few weeks, but checked out Beyonce's show last night. It was a heck of a concert. Really good. Yeah. It was in the dome and shout out to the dome for having AC. I was kind of... They have AC. Yeah, they do. Really? That yeah. is shocking. That is I, so shocking. I was kind of nervous because I'm like, man, that, that thing is probably from 1994 when yeah, it was Yeah, I was going to say, who's paying bills over there? Because that, yeah. <laughs> the price of those tickets, I think we had, I think that was the facility. You know the facility yeah. fee? I never understood it until last night. Really? Because I'm what like... Was the, what, what, what was it? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, but probably Jeez. like 100 bucks, you know, uh, almost said Spotify. What's that thing? Uh Ticketmaster and oh, all yeah, that, yeah. taking all those fees. Yeah. But hopefully the Dome got it because the AC was good. That's good. That's good. But uh, enough about the AC, the concert. Uh, let's get into you, man, because you, you make a lot of good food. You're young. Yeah. So how the heck did you get into this? Bro, I started really young, and I tell this story so many times, and sometimes I forget it. I'm like, how? I keep forgetting the story. But no, um, started off at six years old, just in the kitchen with my grandma. We were, you know, cooking, um, going grocery shopping together, and I wanted to know how she was able to take a bag of groceries and provide a meal for our family. Mm -hmm. So I went through the journey with her, went to the grocery store, Bring the groceries back, saw how she put the time and effort into preparing all these ingredients um, and then producing an amazing meal for our family. And at the end of the night, um, everyone's sitting at the dinner table. We get this food in front of us and we're like completely forgot about everything we went through throughout the day. We could have mm -hmm. been through hell throughout that day. But when we're sitting at that dinner table, we completely forget about everything. And I want to provide that experience for other people. So that's why, you know, cooking is like a passion for me, but it's also it's like a it's like a love language almost. Yeah. 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 Because food brings all kinds of people together. Yeah. 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 It's and like, it sparks memories, whether it's a smell or a sound like somebody can hear you frying bacon. And that rem reminds them of like their four year old childhood when their dad used to make bacon on Saturday morning. So it's like there's these different key points that food brings that a lot of people really just don't tap into. So like with your grandma, was she using the cookbook sometimes or was it all just, she was eyeballing it? Like, this is why I do this. this is why bro, my grandma is the dome master. She's cooking off the dome. Like like how rappers spit off the dome, bro. That's my grandma in the kitchen. She's yeah. like the Jay-Z there. Just yeah, like, she's looking in the pantry, seeing what we got, looking in the fridge, seeing what we got. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to season the hell out of it. I'm going to put some love into it. And this is the meal that we're going to get. So what does she think of your episode of Guy's Grocery Games? Because that's basically what you had to do, right? Yeah. You just yeah, had to yeah. get some ing ingredients. You couldn't really... Like you didn't know what you were getting yourself into, so yeah. you had to find something and make it. Like, what did she think of that episode? And then let's no, talk it about was, that episode. It was it was incredible. Um, and sometimes I kind of have to break down and explain to her why I do what I do or what steps I needed to take to make this dish. And you know, because she she's she's old school. She's southern cooking. Like some of the new techniques like go right over her head, like sous vide and all this type of stuff. So it's like sometimes I got to break it down a little bit to her. But she like she loves it, bro. Like she loves that. She was inspiration from my career, like all that type of stuff. So she's, yeah, she's in love with it. So you also, were you, were you part of this? Was it South, is South Tech like a, an actual high school? Or is it like a prep program? So you're there half the day? Yeah, so we're there for half of the day. Um, it was the last two years of high school. So we're there <laughs> half of the day. And then we go to our home school, which is Parkway North at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's, a, it's this back and forth type of motion. But no, that like really, that's when I knew that this is something I wanted to do as a profession. 
Because that's what took me from being a home cook to being a professional chef. Just the education that we had, the skill set that we had. I mean, our, our classroom was literally a commercial kitchen. So we were in there uh, four hours out of the eight hours a day, out of the eight hour day cooking mm-hmm. and mastering and learning equipment and learning technique and all this type of stuff. Um, and working with different people in the culinary industry. So in class, you have the class clown. You got the person that's to their self quiet. You know, so there's these different things that really prepares you for what the industry is actually going to be like. Wait, so you guys had superlatives? Um, I, I, okay, you have superlatives in Bro, the cooking class? Bro, that's a big word. I don't know what that means. Superlatives? So Can they, we get a translator, please? I don't know what that means. What is that word? So, like, superlatives. <laughs> like, it's, uh, like, so within the culinary class, you guys had class clown. Did you ever get, like, the best dressed person? Like, the top? Oh, so we didn't, I mean, I mean not I, really. That's not just something that, okay, I was yeah, like, not, not, no, 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 not really in a sense like uh, that, but. I was like, bro, I, I did not, I knew, like, you know, Parkway Northwood had it, yeah. but I, I'm like, man, South Tech, y'all. No, y'all. no, 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 no. So we didn't have, like, the, the culinary uh, Most athletic, class clown in the, in the yearbook. Knives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be, that would be a good. Or the dishwasher. That'd be dope. That'd Think be super dope. If you're the dishwasher, you could be the most athletic. Yeah, that's you true. You lift. That's a lot of, st- oh. It's a lot of steel, you know? Yeah, it is. Okay, so yeah. So yeah, uh, during that time, um, you're at South Tech. And mm-hmm. then when did you start to work at um, a restaurant? And was that your senior yeah, year? Yeah, so that was year? so um, freshman, sophomore, like those those were the years that I was like really exploring to see if this is something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I had JR's Gourmet, which I started at 14 years old. So I knew that I wanted to cook and do pastry and cook and food and stuff like that. Um, just didn't know in what aspect, because in the culinary industry, there's so many different aspects of being in business or working for someone that it's just the horizon is like huge. Yeah. Um, and so at the time I was just, you know, working at country clubs and restaurants and casinos and just trying to figure out what exactly I wanted to do. Um, and then, bro, what was your question? I'm so sorry. Uh, something about, uh, <laughs> what was it? Um, producer. Oh, yeah. yeah when did I start working in a restaurant? Yeah. Okay, so and I would say it, yeah. that was probably when I was like 16. That's when I first started working at my first restaurant. Um, but then I think you were leading to um, when I graduated, I became the executive pastry chef at one of the top rated seafood restaurants at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I uh, became the executive chef. So I had people working under me that had been in the industry for like 40 plus years. Um, and so I'm, I'm in this, this, this higher position. And obviously, you know, when you got a kid telling you what to do is typically not the most received response. Yeah. Um, so it took a lot and it really strengthened my my confidence um, because if you're not confident when you're telling someone that, you know, they need or to leading, yeah. they're going to know. They're going to know instantly. Just like a dog can sense fear. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, because it's like you got to be confident and then you just got to know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. As long as really like if in order to be confident, you just got to know what the hell you're talking about. Exactly. And, and then the person will listen to you and, you know, I don't I'm one of those people. I'm like, if someone is 17 and they are good at whatever they're doing, and yeah. I'm like, cool, I'll listen to you. Yeah, as yeah. long as you know what, you know, you seem confident. Yeah, and that's the thing about like this younger generation, us, um, is that like, we can take advice from anyone. Like mm-hmm. we can take advice from an 80 year old man. We can take advice from a 10 year old girl that's teaching us about TikTok dances. Like we can take advice from anyone. It's just a matter yeah. of pulling out what you need to pull out from certain individuals. Are you doing TikTok dances? I'm not, bro. Okay. I'm uh, not. Just, just making sure. Listen, listen, I have rhythm, but I lack coordination. No, I, f- I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> yeah, I, 12 hours ago, I really felt that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so you. You were at that restaurant and then COVID happened. Yeah, so COVID happened. What happened? Um, we did what most restaurants tried to do at that point and pivot, tried to do carry out, 
did not really work for us because our format was fine dining. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, it's really hard to to box up a fine dining experience into a box and deliver it to someone. Yep. Um, so we ended up just shutting down the restaurant during that time. Um, and during that time, obviously, I was unemployed. So we just started selling food. We were selling food out of our house um, and doing pop-up events across the city. Through JR's Gourmet, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, so we were doing pop-up events all over the city. Um, and then in the meantime, what we had a lot of food left over. Um, and so we started a, a crowdfunded event called Feeding the Frontline. Mm-hmm. And so we really wanted to target, um, because at the time a lot of restaurants were targeting like firefighters and police officers and stuff. Um, but we really had a niche market that we wanted to target. And that was healthcare workers, mm-hmm. people that are dealing with the elderly, people that are dealing in nursing homes. Because a lot of times these facilities were locked down for two weeks and three weeks at a time. And yep. these people can't leave. They're literally on lockdown. So they're living in these facilities away from with their, their patients, away from their family, away yep. from home cooked meals for this two to three week span. And so we stepped in and provided a meal for a lot of healthcare workers during that time. Yeah. And that, it's weird to think that that was what, two years ago? Yeah. 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 Like three years ago, that yeah. was the life we, you know, we lived. But um, also during that time, you had some unique opportunities. So you were on Guy's Groceries game. Guys, yeah. Was it Guy's? Guys, grocery, grocery games. games. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so how was that? How did they reach out? What was that process like? Yeah, it was it was a little sketch at first. There's this, this person email. that has 200 followers on Instagram that hops in your DMs. Um, and it's like in that, that weird area where you got to click on it to see their message type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I clicked on it, hit her up. Um, she was like, JR, we really want you on this episode. We can't tell you what it is. We can't tell you what it's about. Um, but we just want to get the process started and we really want you to, you know, fill out this application, do the Zoom call, blah, 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 blah. We did the whole nine yards um, and they're like, all right, we need you to block off this three week period. I'm like, OK. So literally get a phone call. It was like, hey, you're flying out in five days. I'm like, OK. Luckily, at the time, didn't have a job full time. So I was like, OK, Fair. cool. Let's hop on this flight real quick. They flew me out to San Francisco. I had a driver, was the coolest dude ever. Uh, it was a really cool experience. Um, it was during, we actually shot the first episode after COVID. Okay. So we were the first, we were like the test dummies. They didn't know what procedures to do. They didn't know if we need to wear a mask full time. Then we wear a mask and we got lines on our face on the camera. They didn't want that. So it was like, we were really like the experimental group yeah. to see how they should do their operations. Um, but no, it was a really great time. They took care of us. We ate well. We got to meet Guy Fieri, of course. He pulled up in this two-door uh, Rolls Royce, dude. It was so nice. It was like so nice. No, it was really cool though. Um, it was a really enjoyable experience. So you didn't you didn't get pulled up in the Rolls Royce either? No, I didn't. You know, Uber um, XL probably. I, I pulled up in a minivan that day. To hey, set. who cares? Hey, yeah. did you have a TV on it too? <laughs> like, had you know, like some of those uh, Ubers and Lyfts though. I mean, they have the LED lights around going yeah. with the music. No, bro, like, it was it was an old lady driving a, a, a minivan. She's like, all right. Load up, loaded all of the people. We didn't know each other. We were all staying in the same hotel, but oh, we didn't gotcha. know each other until the, that morning that we were going to be shooting with each other and essentially competing against each other for the prize. Um, so we all hop in this minivan together, introducing ourselves. Um, and from that, I got three amazing you know, friends out of it because the people that I competed against was ended up being friends yeah. for the long run. So yeah, that was really cool. Really cool experience. Well, it's like, uh, when did you really start on your content creation side? Yeah. Because uh, you're, you know, you, you don't just take photos of your food. I mean, you're, a good, you're good at your, you know, your photography skills. Yeah. So when did that start? Because that has helped, in my opinion, that helps separate you from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. In addition to like, obviously good food, but yeah. your, your food's, in, yeah, excuse, excuse me, your food is Instagrammable. Mm-hmm. The food is good, but you're taking really good photos. So when yeah. did that side of JR? Yeah, I knew that, um, I knew that presentation was key. Um, ever since I started JR Scorman, I just started cooking in general. I always knew that plating and presentation was key. 
-hmm. And I knew that the deliverable in between that was photography. Like your food can look good, but if you take a crappy picture, then you got a crappy photo. But if you have a good good food that looks good already, have a good photo, and you're posting that, your interaction is going to be tremendous. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it's a little bit, and I know some creatives can attest to this, that sometimes your content is too good and it doesn't get received. Mm -hmm. And so we were in this weird phase when we were transitioning from like, when I was transitioning from like taking pictures on my phone to like professional pictures, it didn't get as much engagement. And like, I know a lot of people yeah. that put a lot of effort into like their production and their videos and their, their editing and all this type of stuff. And then it gets like five likes. And sometimes as a creative, it can be discouraging, but that just means that you're pivoting from one market, one niche to another market. Yep. Um, and so it took us a nice. while to find our clientele that was a little bit of a higher end clientele um, to actually lock that down and see like, hey, this is a marketing strategy that's gonna work for us. Um, but I knew for a fact that I needed to learn photography in order to help promote my business. So that's what I did. Yeah. So when did you start doing Winterfest mm -hmm. downtown? Yeah. So our first year was, um, let's see, that was 2021. Mm -hmm. 2021 was our first year doing Winterfest down at Keener Plaza. Um, we got to work with amazing companies like Bank of America, Gateway Arch Park Foundation, um, some amazing groups of people, amazing individuals. Um, and it really like kind of helped us build um, not only our business, but also like our hospitality and building our professionalism because we're dealing with these huge corporations. And if you are invoicing a huge corporation, you can't send a cash request. Yeah, you got to you have can't. your stuff together, bro. You got to have your you got to have your contract in place. You got to have your your uh, invoice with your your title and your header on it. Like it, everything has to look professional yep. in order for these companies to even take you serious. And then a lot of things too with these huge corporations that we found out is that if you don't charge enough, they're not going to go with you. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we think that oh, it's Bank of America, we can charge them uh, probably like five thousand dollars and we'll be good. It's like, no, sometimes that number is too low. They're not going to trust your work ethic and they're not going to pay for it. Yep. So bump it up a little bit, but don't bump it up too much because then they'll know that you're going to take advantage of them. Because it's, it's, it's like a happy medium. It's a green area with a lot of these larger companies. Well, you're learning the business too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, uh, like you said, it's different working with a corporation than is. You reach out to me and I cash app you. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's important. Like, how did you learn this stuff? Was it just on the go or... It was a lot of trial and error, honestly. It was a lot of trial and error. Um, so luckily, mm -hmm. I got a jump start when I first started JS Gourmet. At the time, my mom was working at Wash U. Mm -hmm. um, so she had a lot of doctors and a lot of nurses and stuff that were buying our, our goods and all that type of stuff, catering services, all the, the whole nine yards. Um, and that kind of pushed us to get in this era where we had to have our stuff together, be a little bit more professional. Because yep. we're dealing with high, high dollar clients in their multi-million dollar mansions. So it's like you gotta have to have a certain level of professionalism to deal with these clients. Luckily, I had that going on early, mm -hmm. um, and that like really helped lock down a lot of things further in my career. And then uh, you you launched a spice line. Yeah. What year yeah, was yeah. that? So this was this is the top of 2022. So this is last year, beginning of last year, right after the first Winterfest. Yep. Um, that we were a part of after COVID, um, we launched J Rice Spice, and so the whole backstory behind that is I, I posted a poll on Instagram. And I asked people, what keeps you from cooking? What prevents you from cooking in the kitchen? And it shocked me that a lot of people said that they don't know how to season food. Like, it's just important. Yeah, it's very important. They didn't know how to season food or not even that. They didn't know what seasonings <laughs> go great with which proteins or which vegetables. So I was like, okay, what can we do to make this a lot easier? Um, and we created these pre-measured pre and blended um, spice containers and so you literally just you read the back of the label, see what it goes good with. We have a bunch of recipes on the website and on our Instagram and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but you literally get this spice container. It has everything that you need in there. It's perfectly like balanced and all this type of stuff. 
um, and you just sprinkle it on your food and it's like it's killer so we have right now we have nine blends that we have um, that are available <laughs> on jrispice.com plug <laughs> yeah hey, no hey, that, that's what we're about on here plugging <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it took off, um, and we were able to ship spices across the country to chefs, to um, freelancers, to at-home cooks, to influencers. Like it was, it was really nice. Yeah. So I got to tell you guys a funny story. Uh, so it's been a few months since I've done it, but there was a yeah. stretch when I first got the different spices. I'd actually call them like, "Hey, I'm making chicken. I want to switch things up. Which one should I do?" Yeah. He's like, "You're putting together like a 500 person. <laughs> like you're you're about to cater for 500 people, probably." Yeah. On, Wash U campus or at some corporate office. And I'm calling this guy like, hey, man, uh, which one should I use? on? Like, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's there, though. He, he picks up. So yeah, appreciate that. Oh, uh, no problem, dude. But yeah, like it's it's an educational piece that I wanted to be there. I wanted a product that would not only one make revenue because every business needs to make revenue. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted to be a community based product. Um, and I still have pages, pages of how we can use J Rice Spice as a community, community building tactical, um, like in like really engaging the community with cooking and getting younger kids on board. Cause it mm -hmm. just makes a lot of the steps so much easier when one, you have the guidance to like prepare a great meal, but you also have the tools accessible to prepare a great meal. Well, it, you make it easy because it's like, I have, you know, six different spices to pick from. Yeah. One of the reasons I... I'm not a big fan of cooking. I mean, I, I do it, but mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan because I got to mix this with this and this and that. Yeah, but exactly. Like, you literally, I have six spices to pick from. Yeah. You know, JR, which one? Yeah, like, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? exactly. Like, and exactly. it says it on there. It actually does say, hey, this is good for, you know, fish, mm -hmm. uh, you know, chicken, things like that. But yeah. I, I still call. Just yeah. check in too, man, <laughs> to see what you're up to. Uh, speaking about what you're up to, let's talk about Rated. Yeah, Because yeah, that's yeah. coming. Rated Test Kitchen. Um, depending on when you air this, it might, it might be open already, but... Yeah, Rated Test over. Kitchen. Um, so I was scrolling through Facebook one day, and I, I saw this listing for this space downtown. I was like, wow, this is a really, really cool space. Mm -hmm. um, so I hit the guy up, and I was like, hey, I just want to come tour the space. Just want to look at it to get a vibe and feel for it. Um, I walked into the space, and I was automatically like attached to it. I was like, I have to have this space. Um, and I was like, what concept was, would work here? I was like, we did dinner parties all through COVID. We've mastered that. Um, so let's take that concept that we've already mastered and put it mm -hmm. into a reoccurring um, format, a restaurant format. And so we came up with rated test kitchen. Um, so it's a private dining, private dining sector, seven courses. Um, we actually did seven courses cause address is three, one, three. We couldn't get three, one, four as our address. We got uh, three, one, three. So we were like, all right, we'll do three courses in the beginning, one break, and then one, three courses at the end. So that's where you get the seven courses from. Um, but yeah, uh, rated test kitchen. Um, I found that there was a disconnect, especially after COVID, mm -hmm. um, because you get these, these Uber eats and these door dashes and stuff, and you're really de detached from the restaurant or the chef that's making your yep. food. Sometimes food just shows up at your door and you don't know who the hell made it. And so we were like, let's really like make this really intimate. Let's really make it where the community or the guests are having feedback for the food that they're eating, because mm -hmm. that's always great. And we had a huge thing happen um, with one of our contracts where we had this lady write this long Yelp review. And it was like, it would have been so much easier if she was just able to speak to us directly for the problems that she had. Yeah. So why not just allow the guests to rate the food as they're eating it? And it just also allows the guests to feel like they're a part of something. So that's kind of how we came up with the whole rated concept. And I feel like at that point, like after you tell the chef, hey, I wish it was, you know, less salty or, mm -hmm. or whatever, 
you know, you almost get like a five-star Yelp review at that point. Like, yeah. I told him he fixed it. Yeah. Bam. Exactly. And that's what we want to feel. Obviously, we'll we'll justify it a little bit. Like if one person says it's not enough salt and someone says it's too much salt, we got to find that happy medium. Um, like, yeah. But it's all about personal preference. But we just want to get a feel for each one of our guests. We want it to make it feel like when you're walking into Rated Test Kitchen and you've been here three times before, you're greeted at the front door with your name. We know what you like. We know how to accommodate for you. Like, I really want to feel like you're walking into your own space. Wow. Yeah. Can you say that again? Yeah. Like, I so or, just like said. just something about it. So people will come in <laughs> and then you'll almost have their preference. So will it, yeah. will the chef, um, is it a two hour window? Yeah. Two hour window. So the chef will know like, Hey, uh, Braddon's coming in. Mm-hmm. He likes, you know, his we fries. Know Br- like, we know Braddon can do high sodium. So we're going to accommodate a little bit to try to make it a uh, comfortable for his experience. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. a game changer. Yeah. So it's really personal. Then that's what we wanted. We didn't want it to be this huge thing where we're feeding 800 people at a time. Uh, we wanted to, we're only feeding 25 to 30 people at a time. So we really want this to be customized for the reoccurring guests that we have. And we're also switching, I forgot to mention, we're also switching our menu mm-hmm. um, bi-monthly. So each time that you make a reservation, you're going to get to try something totally different that you've never experienced before. I really like that aspect that it's intimate too. Yeah. It's like, it's... Um... You know, even if it's there's 40 tables, not mm-hmm. to knock places with... Uh, do we have many places with 40? Yeah, there's a decent amount. But yeah, yeah. I went in Katie's Pizza last night, and I mean, that's like 40 tables. But like, yeah. not to knock anything like that, but what I like about this is it's very intimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been inside the place. I haven't been in a You haven't been recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you were in there when there was like construction still going on. Yeah, a few yeah. months ago. But, um, but like, it's, you know, it's there for people to just... It's a vibe, man. Yeah. It's like something I've experienced in other cities mm-hmm. versus... This big commercialized. Yeah. And that's kind of a part of our bigger picture um, is that we want St. Louis or not even St. Louis, the Midwest to just be a hub for culinary. Um, A lot of times you see a lot of trending stuff in the East Coast and West Coast and it comes to the Midwest. Mm -hmm. We want to switch that directional. We wanted to make it where everything that is new and trendy is coming from the Midwest going to the East and West Coast. And I think we can do it. We got a lot of talent here. It just has to it has to break through this barrier because right now a lot of culinary creatives or just creatives in general are being suppressed by the market in St. Louis. And it's mm-hmm. like, we just want to open up that floodgate and allow chefs to chef. Like that's our, that's our main goal. Well, it's like, uh, before we started recording the podcast, everybody, we we're talking about Metro Boomin, mm-hmm. but like he's shaped hip hop over the last 10 years. Yeah. Worked with, you know, some of the, from Drake, Kanye, 21 Savage, Travis Scott. Yeah. And, Migos. Pretty much everybody, bro. So, like, yeah, he's literally shaped him. That's a, a guy from St. Louis, and so I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um. And plus, like, I think we're in a time where, like people want flair. They mm-hmm. want that flair when they go out to eat. They um, they want that wow factor. You yeah. Know? Like, and and that's amazing that you're gonna provide those opportunities because I think St. Louis, it's like we've gotten accustomed to just the traditional way mm-hmm. and we're just, we're in a new voice, like a new wave right now. Yeah. On yeah, yeah. Yeah. We are like, there's so many developments that are going on in St. Louis right now, even like developments that have plans now that won't be active until the next five to eight years. It's oh, like, yeah. I've seen some Yeah. It's like St. Louis is about to pivot tremendously. And I don't think that the people in St. Louis know about it or they're ready for it, but yeah. it's going to, it's going to happen very soon. Well, it takes people like you to help push that. Yeah. People like me, we got Dante, Jason in here, yeah. uh, a few other people, but it takes us keep pushing us forward in yeah. the right direction. Yeah, definitely. So uh, what else are you working on, man? I know you got you got some stuff coming up here. I guess you can't tease too much. I but, can't uh, tease too much. I can't give away any names or releases, but we have some really cool projects in the works for just kind of wrapping up the end of this year, going out with a huge bang. Um, and I really think that this Halloween and this um, this holiday season at the end of the year 
it's gonna be tremendous, bro. It's gonna be really cool. It's gonna be really cool. We're we're really working on some really unique projects, and Braden included is a part of these um, because we're just about creating experiences for St. Louis for people to go out, have fun with friends and family. Um, and really make this not only a great destination for St. Louisans, mm. but also t- a tourist destination. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, that. that's one of the goals on the podcast, change the way you experience mm-hmm. St. Louis Yeah. one episode at a time. Yeah. And so, like, you guys will see some of this, but you also have some other stuff coming up, and, mm-hmm. and we'll have to follow up on that probably in about six months from now. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bit later. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. You guys should stay tuned on that. Just yeah, follow, definitely follow. Was it is it Chef Jr. Chef underscore Chef underscore dot Jr. on Instagram. Damn. Yeah, Jawan Rice on every other platform. But yeah, man, I'm super excited. I'm super excited. I'm, all I'm we can so say. I know, right? <laughs> I'm so excited say. to see that like how we're able to use social media to benefit not only us but local businesses. And I think yeah. you're doing a really great job on it. Um, sure. But yeah, no, I think I think that that St. Louis is going to be like. The, the the city it's going to be the hub for the midwest pretty soon we're confident in that yeah and yeah. all three cameras all three cameras we're confident Bam. all three cameras on that yeah this will be fun to look back on i know right years. <laughs> we'll have uh we'll be doing this in front of an audience instead of stuffed teddy bears from yeah, Cardinal right. games and stuff <laughs> but uh yeah so one thing we like or how about let's talk about your future yeah uh what are some of your your goals and dreams and how can st louis help you get there yeah yeah so um back to rated test kitchen we're in downtown st louis we're in the heart of downtown st louis i mean we're right at 11th and locust two blocks off of wash ave um we're right around the corner from the huge at&t building that's under redevelopment right now um but yeah the reason i put it in downtown st louis is one because i love the location Mm -hmm. um and two is because of the community impact that we want to provide we want to provide a community-based business in a sense that we're providing chefs with an outlet for them to explore their talents. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're also providing St. Louis, downtown St. Louis right now is kind of a dead zone. And I hate to say it, but it's the truth. There's not a lot of businesses going on. There's not a lot of interaction going on. There's not a lot of tourists visiting, Um, but we want to change that. And it starts with people in St. Louis. So if we can create a St. Louis based business that allows people from the county and other areas to come to downtown St. Louis and enjoy a great meal, great experience. Mm-hmm. That's what we can do on our part to help that. Um, and so rated test kitchen is one of the many restaurants that I want to put in downtown St. Louis. So yeah. One of the many. Yeah. Yeah. There's, oh. there's a, there's some other things in the works right now, but yeah. 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 Man, so many teasers. I know, right? We're, we're going to, we're, yeah, we'll circle back here in, in several months and yeah. be like, all right, you said this, you said that. This uh-huh. is, you guys Where are they what, at? Yeah, yeah. Damn. Where are they now? We were just talking about that. Where are they now? Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, was it like the childhood stars. Yeah. Where is this person from, I don't know, Sister Sister yeah, or Boy yeah, Meets yeah, exactly. World or something? It's like, oh, snap. <laughs> so, one thing on the podcast, we like asking guests, you know, who are three people you would love to join you for a meal? So, yeah. it could be uh, at a booth, it could be at a table, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, three guests, dead or alive, famous, could be a neighbor, could be a person you just met five minutes ago. Yeah. Who would they be and why? Yeah. Um, it's a tough question, man. Um, I would definitely say one of the first ones would be Walt Disney. Cause he, I mean, he was a creative, but mm-hmm. he was able to do it and make it profitable, make it a business, make it an enjoyable experience for millions, billions of people across the world. Yeah. Um, you can't so, buy bananas without saying Mickey Mouse on a Yeah, exactly. Banana. Exactly. So definitely Walt Disney would have to be one of them. Um, huh, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Um, I definitely got to get my boy Barack in there. Okay. Barack. Yeah, yeah. Got to get Barack. 
Got to get Barack. And maybe we'll do like the 1.5. We got to get Michelle in there as well. Yeah, yeah. She can just walk in and walk out. She'll have a table or she'll have a seat and then yeah. he'll have like a... She'll just drop Barack off and yeah. I'll just say, hey, Michelle, how you doing? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how that works. Yeah, yeah, as, yeah. As, as you were telling me <laughs> off camera about the whole motorcade that went in front of radio. Yeah, exactly. A Beyonce, which... Yeah. Close enough to a president. Right. Yeah. I mean, queen. yeah, I think her security is better than most presidents. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why she went up that. that. That was a random route. It is a random route. But you have to because if everyone thinks you're going this way, you got to. And you go this way. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, Secret Service. Yeah. Plus so that street leads right to the back of the dome. The back of the dome. Yeah. 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 All right. So you have uh, Walt Disney, Barack with Michelle dropping off Barack. Yeah. To yeah. Say yeah. Hi. And then uh, who, who would be a third one? Oh, man. This might get some some drama, but I would say I would say Kanye West, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I would say Kanye West. Pre, I think pre twenty nineteen or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pre nineteen Kanye. Um, but one thing that I love about what Kanye West was able to do, just through his journey that I've seen, um, is that he was able to not only build something new and unique, mm-hmm. but he was also able to change the mind of people that were so stagnant. Yep. And I think that that's something that a lot of us are trying to do now. And I definitely think that we can like find a little bit of inspiration in some of that. So yeah, Walt Disney, Barack, and Kanye yeah. and Michelle. Yeah, cool. Yeah, okay, yeah. so before <laughs> I let you go, uh, one thing we like to leave the listeners with, the mm-hmm. people viewing this all over the world on YouTube, is uh, words of wisdom. Whether yeah. it's someone that wants to do what you're doing. Or maybe it's someone going through a tough time. Mm-hmm. What are some words of wisdom that you would like to leave them with? Yeah, I think this is something that it kind of took um, some of us a, a while to realize. But we have to set ourselves up for success. And I say that because a lot of times we try to do so many different things. And a lot of our answers that we get from people are no. Mm-hmm. But if you are in a position where you're presenting everything, you have everything in order, you have everything ready to go before you even bring this idea to anyone, you're putting them in a position where they can't say no. And so that's something that we have to do as creatives because sometimes we fire off so many ideas and so many things and they're not solidified. But if you have everything in place, you have your, let's say you want to do an event, you have everything in place, you have the marketing, you have the branding, you have the concept, you have Mm -hmm. the people in place, you have the staff in place, and you present it to a company that wants to be a sponsor, they're going to be in a position where they can't say no because you've done the back work. Yeah. So I would definitely say, try to get yourself in a mindset of presenting to people where they cannot say no to you. With all your stuff together? Yeah. So then it's like, oh, well, hey, you're lost. On to the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Well, awesome. How can people follow you, uh, whether you personally, mm-hmm. uh, Chef JR, or Rated, JR yeah. Squirmade, J Rice Spice, and the other like 20 projects you're probably Yeah, I know, on. right? Everything is, <laughs> I, I use my personal page as a hub for everything else that I have going on. Um, so chef underscore dot JR on Instagram, uh, Jawan Rice on Facebook, and whatever else is out there. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much pretty much the gist of it, yeah. And then uh, does Rated have a wait list right now? Rated does have a wait list. We have almost 400 people right now that are waiting for us to go live with our link. So we're... How can we sign up to get on that wait list? Definitely go to rated-tk.com and you'll see a tab that says join the list. The list is our exclusive invite list only. And we're sending out those. Those are the people that get dibs on everything first. So if you're not on the list, then you won't be in attendance long story short so So make sure you guys sign up for the list yeah yeah get on that list uh jr i appreciate your time appreciate it man thank you for having me hey thanks for coming on and make sure to give him a follow and i'll see you guys next time as always i want to thank all my co-hosts the people behind the scenes including jason who is editing this along with midcoast media for hosting us 
at their studio right here in Midtown St. Louis. If you enjoyed the show, then please like and subscribe on YouTube and follow at OpeCastThePod on all social channels as we grow our community. Thank you.